Welcome to the Business for Good podcast, hosted by myself, Megan Lampke, where we inspire people to dare greatly, do good, and impact lives while reimagining their businesses for good. Join us weekly as we interview top executives, founders, and business owners to learn why they've decided to add an impact component to their products and services. This show is partnered with Venture, a nonprofit organization based in Minnesota, where their vision is to do tough things to reach people in tough places, working with their Business for Good platform. To learn more information or to get involved, visit venture.org forward slash business for good. Now let's dive in. Welcome to the Business for Good podcast. I'm Megan Lamke, and today I am so excited to have Rachel Gibbs, CEO of Earring for Mangoes, with us today. Hi, Rachel. Thanks so much for joining Hi. us. Yeah, for doing? sure. Good. How are you? Great. Well, for those of you that don't know Rachel yet, um, she is this amazing entrepreneur with a heart of gold, and I'm going to let her unpack who she is and what she does. So Rachel, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, My name is Rachel, and I know Megan through Substance Church, where we both go and we both intern. That's something that we spend a lot of time doing. But outside of that, I graduated from Bethel University in Minneapolis last May, where I studied international relations and political science. Um, And now I'm kind of in a transition period where I'm just looking for jobs and not really doing anything specific. But I would love to work for some kind of a global nonprofit in the future. Um, And then the other thing that I spend my time doing is working on um, the small business that my friends and I have, which is Earrings for Mangoes, what it's called. Earrings for Mangoes is an amazing organization. I know I'm spotting some of your your earrings that you're wearing today. I'm wearing some too. Tell us a little bit about where this idea of earrings for mango came earrings for mangoes came from. Like I if I'm shopping at a store, I don't naturally put, you know, earrings and mangoes together. Where did this idea come from? Yeah, so if we're being honest, it, the Earrings for Mangoes as a business was a complete accident. We had no intentions of um, making it something that would grow this big, but it's been really fun. Um, so kind of, I guess the very beginning is in the fall of 2019, I had an amazing opportunity to study abroad in Uganda. So I was there for four months um, and just learned about a bunch of different things and uh, met this couple. They were part of my, they're my teachers and they were on staff at the school that I was at and they started an organization called the Mango Project which is an organization in northern Uganda and they work to fight malnutrition through mango preservation and health education so I didn't know much about it but then if you fast forward to March of 2020 um, one of my friends that I had studied abroad with had started making clay earrings and she kind of honestly was the one that started it and I came along and just helped her and um, pushed her along in the process and so it was uh, right before quarantine happened and she went to school in Arkansas, but she was coming home um, mm-hmm. for quarantine and I was still in the cities before I went back to Wisconsin, which is where my parents live. And I was like, hey, you should come over for one night. You should teach me how to make earrings. Like I'm super curious. Seems really fun. Like totally no intentions of having a business. Uh, but she had already created an Instagram account. So when she came that 
day we um started making them and just posted them on instagram and to be honest it just exploded we had no intentions of anything happening but in the first night we had people ordering and we were making a google form and we made us made an email and we were like what is happening and in the like, first three days we had like 30 orders or something ridiculous like that and we like wow we're buying target out of bubble mailers and we went to michael's and like bought a ton of clay like it was actually crazy we like truly had no intentions of this becoming a business but before it was even going to be a business we knew that any money we made even if it was five dollars ten dollars we wanted to donate it to the mango project because we wanted um to give back to a place that meant a lot to us so that's yeah. kind of wow the story i guess okay and so this friend that started making the earrings just as like a craft project you guys studied abroad mm-hmm. and you got it together yes yeah wow okay you were there for four months. So tell me more about what it was like um, learning from your teachers who founded the Mango Project. And what did you guys do when you were there studying abroad? Yeah. So honestly, I didn't know that much about the Mango Project. They're super humble about it. Like you hardly even know that they're involved, even though they're the ones that started it. Um, But I think when I was in Uganda, I just learned a lot about um, giving back to the community, but not coming in and overtaking, but empowering the communities to to strengthen themselves, not being an outsider coming in, but empowering them and strengthening them to do that on their own um, and just giving them the resources. So whether that be like the finances or materials or whatever it is, um, kind of not being the face of it, but empowering the communities to strengthen themselves is something that I learned a lot from uh, Micah and Avery, who did found the Mango Project. So. Yeah. Yeah. On their website, it was really beautiful how um, one of the interviews that they did, they just talked about really they bring together a place for people to have community, whether that's um, building a building, whether that's canning mangoes, like it's mm-hmm. just a place for people to come and bridge that gap, regardless of um, their religious backgrounds, regardless of um, you know, what they do for work or, or not work. It was just this, this place, this meeting place to connect with people and realize that we're all part of something bigger than ourselves. And in order to alleviate poverty and to help combat nutrition in a sustainable way, we all need to work together and use our gifts and talents. So I thought that was really, really beautiful. And Mm-hmm. Um, reminded me of times when I studied abroad and when I lived in Africa and we helped with similar sustainable food nutrition programs. I'm guessing curious, um, besides the founders of the Mango Project, was there any person when you were in Uganda that really stood out to you um, so that when you think of all of the earrings you make now, you're like, wow, this is for so-and-so or this is for um, this person that really impacted me? Um, yeah, I mean, definitely not anyone specific to the Mango Project because unfortunately I haven't had a chance to go up there and like see where they're at because we were in the central region of Uganda and the Mango Project is many hours of a bus ride up north. Yeah. But if I just think about people in Uganda that impacted me a lot, I think a lot about my host sisters. Um, and so when I was there, I lived on campus at the university, but I had two weeks where I lived with a local homestay um, and my host sister there, her name is Faith. She um, just took care of me every day and really made sure that I felt welcomed and 
um, cared for while I was there. And so I think a lot about her and then my host mom and kind of just all of the strong women that I met there. Um, they mean a lot to me. So um, actually, when I go back to Uganda next week, I'm leaving to be there for three weeks. And those are some people that I'll be able to see. So it's really exciting to be able to go back. And we're going to bring them earrings, too. Which is ah, really that's so, so exciting. Do they know yeah. that you're bringing them earrings? No, I don't think so. Honestly, I'm not even sure that they know that we're doing this because it's hard to communicate with them sometimes. But we're really excited. That's really exciting. So tell us more about this upcoming trip and um, maybe some of the the updates of things that you've been able to accomplish with the earrings for mangoes community. Like, tell us about the impact. Yeah. So this upcoming trip isn't actually related at all to earrings or the mango project. We're just going kind of for a vacation for fun, I guess, um, just to see the people there that we care about. But as far as our impact, um, I haven't heard much recently, but I know early on one of our early big donations, we were able to buy a um, dehydrator for the mangoes. And so it allows them to, they have a canning system, um, but then they can also, they were able to get another dryer to dry out the mangoes so they can preserve them that way. So not only can they can them and turn them into like jam or whatever they do, but they can also dehydrate them and make them into dried mangoes. Um, And so I know we were able to help them out with that. Um, And then I don't know specifics, but I do know that a lot of um, their support kind of dropped off with COVID. And so we were able to kind of supplement that lack of support that they may have been receiving in the past couple months. So when we've talked to Mike and Avery, they've just been so grateful for the consistency that we bring. Um, mm-hmm. Even though it's not always a consistent amount, they always know that like once a quarter we're donating to them and it's something that they um, can count on um, is our support when they maybe their other donors aren't as consistent just with um, everything that COVID has brought. So yeah. 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 So I know there's kind of this misnomer in um, companies who are in the business for good or impact investing space um, or even millennials and Gen Zs that listen in that have aspirations of starting companies or accidentally starting companies that have an impact. Um, from your experience, have would you say that um, people originally, it was just, it was a hobby, but it turned into a business. And so the impact was secondary or help me understand was the impact primary knowing you were doing this craft for fun and, and you transitioned it to, to being a business? Um, I would say it's somewhere in between. I think it's not that we never intended it to be a business or to just be a hobby, but we didn't intend it to get this big, I guess is more of the story. Like we, I remember when we hit like a thousand followers on Instagram in the first month of having a business and we were like, what is going on? And like, when we first got to like a hundred orders, it was such a big deal. And now we've, I, we're probably creeping on over a thousand orders at this point. Um, I don't know a specific number, but that, yeah, that would be my guess. Um, And we've, yeah, definitely sold over a thousand pairs of earrings for sure. I mean, even at the boutique here where I sell, um, we have a lot. So I think it's more of, we just didn't realize the scale that it would be at. We kind of thought it would be like a small thing where maybe like our mom or our grandparents are going to buy, but truly like we have a lot of community support and people that we know, but like the spread to people that we don't know has been crazy too. Just people telling their friends or finding us on Instagram or whatever it might be. Um, Yeah. It's just, it's wild to think about all the people that 
have something that I made with my hands at this point and that they care about us and our mission enough to support us. So. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome when you can make a tangible product like that and then see it all around your community and be mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, there's so many people that are supporting mm-hmm. us and supporting our mission and supporting our cause. Um, there's some people who are very entrepreneurial that say, hey, if I go start a business, I'm actually going to um, limit a lot of my profits or I'm not going to be as profitable if I choose to have this impact component what would you say to those people who um, maybe just are focused more on profits or don't really understand um, the impact component that a business or a hobby can have? Um, that's a really good question. I think I one thing that I'm realizing is that it's maybe not quite as profitable as people would want it to be. And so then you might get disappointed if you're just doing this for you. Like we, so we donate all of our profits. We do pay ourselves a portion, but it's not significant at all. And so if I were doing it just to make money, I think I would probably be disappointed, but because I'm doing it to give back and to further invest in a community, it's something that brings me joy and something that I, I enjoy investing in because I know it's going farther than it would be if I was just using it to pay rent or whatever it might be. Yeah. So I think that's yeah. kind of, what I would say. Yeah. Keeping your eye on the why behind what you're doing and really prioritizing people and a mission and a purpose over profits. In my experience, I've learned that we actually become more profitable when we tied what we're doing in our business to uh, an impact and to a good, because more people wanted to get involved that, that, um, natural pull to come alongside someone and, and help make a difference. Like you guys experienced when you had 30 orders on day one from your community (laughs) and like literally thousands of Instagram followers. Now it's like, Holy cow. When you actually position doing business for good and focusing on making an impact, you can truly make a huge difference. Um, so what would you say, where do you want to take this business now? I know you've talked a little bit about, you're in this limbo space. You're going to Uganda in like a couple of weeks. You're, you just graduated college. Like this is an awesome entrepreneurial first venture of yours. Like, where do you want to take this? What do you want it to look like in, in a year or two? Yeah. I mean, I think like the big, big dream that maybe not, isn't even possible. Um, and I'm not running after super aggressively, but I think it could be really awesome to have some kind of like storefront where like it's a community space and like people can create and do stuff like that where we saw our earrings but that's totally like a big dream of maybe someday but if not I'm content yeah um I think more small scale just continuing to use our platform to educate people um one thing that we really care a lot about is just kind of right um sorry rewriting the stereotypes of um, maybe even third world countries and African countries and um just kind of recognizing that white saviorism exists and that's not something that we want to um be contributing to and so we want to yeah. use it our our platform as a way to um kind of teach people what we learned when we were abroad um and to promote cultural humility and cultural competence and all of those things so these are things that we really care about and they're not directly related to our earrings or our mission but they're kind of a side tangent of using it to educate, I think is something that we want to do more and just continue to get more products and get, um, unique things that we have. Um, yeah, I don't know, just yeah. growing and expanding in different ways, if that makes sense. 
It does make sense. It makes a lot of sense. So tell me more about the um, mission like you talked about for, uh, I know when I lived in Africa, the white saviorism was really big and wanting to come in and not disrupt an entire culture and organization, but really be empathetic and sympathetic into the differences in culture and, and figuring out ways that we could support without overpowering. Mm -hmm. Tell us more about your experience in, in Uganda, in that area. What did you Yeah. So, um, I think one thing that was really helpful for me when I was in Uganda was that I did an internship with, um, a local soccer Academy that had just started. And so their goal was to, um, work with kids on their soccer skills and get them in school and help them out that way. Um, and when I was there, my goal wasn't to fix anything or to come in and like take charge. I was supposed to be a learner and I was supposed to step back and help where was needed, but mostly just observe and witness. And I think that really opened my eyes to the way that local communities can actually do a lot of things way better than we can when we think that we might know mm -hmm. what's happening. Um, and so when I go back, I will be able to see the people at my internship in a couple of weeks, which is really exciting. And we're bringing some supplies over to them just because shipping is expensive. So if we're already yeah. going, we might as well put stuff in my suitcase. Um, but I think, yeah, the moral of the story is that I've really learned to just step back and help when I'm asked, but not to overpower and to, to assume that they know what they're doing better than I ever will. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. To really assume that people in their own community know what they need best. And you're here as a loving, supporting encourager um, mm -hmm. and that catalyst for, for support. I just love your story. I love your business. I love a cr that your craft and like pastime turned into a business. And I love that you're making a huge impact with all of those that you're able to partner with from uh, earrings for mangoes and the mango project. Where can people find more about Earrings for Mangoes and the Mango Project? What, what should our listeners go to? Yeah, so for our business, definitely your best bet will be our Instagram. Um, it's just Earrings for Mangoes. Um, mangoes without an E, M-A-N-G-O-S, just to clarify. Uh, but then we do have a website too, so that's just earringsformangoes.com. We have Facebook. Um, and then for the Mango Project, um, their Instagram, I believe, is the Mango Project Uganda. So totally, you can check that out or their website as well. Just I think it's just themangoproject.com. Um, Perfect. So yeah, those are some of the places where you can find yeah. us. And I know part of your dream is coming true right now. You guys are available in a boutique store mm -hmm. in Osseo, Minnesota called yep. Thistles and Threads, right? Yep. 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 And I'm there occasionally on Saturdays. So come stop by and see me. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Rachel, for taking the time to talk with us today. We're so excited for the work that you're doing and hope that you have an amazing trip and can't wait to hear all about it when you get back. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Megan. Thank you for joining the Business for Good podcast. Make sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and share this with a friend.